again. It is the new Wrestling Alliance. We mean business. Coming at you, episode number 12. It's been a long time coming. Hope you all had a great summer, but it's the fall edition. To my left, you're right. It is the man known as Ichi. How's it going, man? Darius Ichi here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 12. And to my right, your left, the man, the myth known as Ep. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Can't wait to get this started. I just wanted, before we get started, I just want to make sure that I thank all of you all out there listening. We've had hundreds of downloads, thousands of listenings. Just ultimately, remember, this is your podcast, fans. Thank you. But let's just make sure we go ahead and have a good time. Summer's come and gone. Let's just go jump right in there into SummerSlam. So we're just going to jump right into it. You all know it comes to love. It is our hot seat. If you're ready, let me hear you make some noise. So this hot seat that we're going to do today. First off, we're going to start after SummerSlam. Who do you want to see flourish to close out the year of 2017? And what's it going to I'm going to kick it over to my man F. You got it first. I think most of all, I want to see our boy Joe. Oh, my God. Big things, uh, this year. I would have to say um, I'm going to move to the SmackDown brand. I can agree with Joe, but I would I would definitely want to see uh, – WWE pay more attention to Rusev. Rusev Udria. Well, Rusev Machka. He has been overlooked. Hey, close out 2017 strong. I've been the advocate since episode one, and he's been knocking out the park. He is the Miz. Continue just to continue the trend. Miz has been bringing prestige back to the IC belt, and I can't wait to look forward to what he does going forward. Hopefully losing it to Jeff Hardy. Yep. <laughs> Brother Nero. <laughs> Brother Nero. <laughs> Brother Nero! I knew you'd come! This is what I gotta deal with all the time. But it's fine. So let's just go ahead and go into SummerSlam. We had some quality matches. I'm not sure if it was the best one, but... I enjoyed the show a little bit. Ichi, what are your th- what were your thoughts on it? Um, overall, I would give it probably like a B minus. Um, I felt that the New Day Usos um, kicking off uh, the pre-show was actually uh, pretty damn good. I thought that it should have been on the main card. Um, I will say that I was disappointed, like I said, in the hot seat with Rusev and uh, Randy Orton. I feel like the WWE is overlooking um, Rusev, so that kind of um, it kind of pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I would have to say um, B minus. I, I love I love the Fatal Four Way, uh, Brock, Braun, Joe, and uh, Roman. the The women's title match was uh, was pretty good with Sasha, um, AJ, and Kevin Owens. I really paid attention to that match with uh, Shane as the special guest referee. How about you, Amp? I'd probably give it maybe a strong C or maybe a B minus, like Ichi said. Um, I really wish they would stop putting title matches on the pre-show and then putting crap matches on the main show. Like, there was no reason for us to have to sit through uh, Cass and Big Show or even that if you want to call it a match, the Rusev and Orton. I feel like it was a waste of our time, but um, 
the fatal four way in the um the women's title match. Uh most of the matches made up for it, but I feel like those two crap matches brought it down, uh, brought down the grade. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean it just dragged down the value for what could have been a what should have been the mega show, I think. The matches that were phenomenal were, but B minus C plus for me. I think I was most impressed probably by the Fatal Four Way. I think that we all were. Did you have any um, real thoughts about that, um, Ichi? Um, I'll have to agree. I would have to say that the Fatal Four Way. I would have to say uh, Brock and Braun um, just added added a lot of uh, spunk to the to the match. Um, Roman Joe. It was just an overall pretty good match. Um, even when Brock was getting like carried out, you know, just to just to come back and um, and win it. But overall, I have to say, like that match was probably like the most exciting uh, match that I've seen in a while. Yeah, I agree. I felt like that match was like nonstop action. Um, I feel like it was one of the many, well, one of the few. Uh, matches that saved the SummerSlam from being a basically a bust, and I felt like they really let uh, Strowman shine. Um, but I feel like it also does put pressure on this uh, this next match between him and uh, Lesnar. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like I, it was phenomenal. I think this was probably this brought prestige to the Universal Belt. You figure what was that a year before when it was when uh, when Finn Balor had it and and all that so, and those ups and downs. So this finally is putting the universal belts like on the map for what it was and not just a replacement because you split the brands. Nonstop action, hard hitting, and definitely was like some super heavyweights. I don't think anybody even lost anything. You legitimately thought and didn't know who was going to walk out with that belt. And hats off to Brock Lesnar, man. Like for as much flack as he gets when he performs, he puts on a hell of a show. I know that you're not the biggest um, part-timer fan, but do you give Brock some credit here, Ichi? Of course, um, because he delivered. I think that that's the difference between, um, you know, being a part-timer and actually, um, you know, and and not, you know, delivering, not actually putting on a great, a great show, um, a great match. Um, even, even Joe, I've, I've, I had a, a kind of like a, just a kink, a kink thinking that he'll probably, you know, pull it off and that he would win it. Um, but you know, Brock prevailed and Braun Braun <laughs> is definitely going to be one of his, uh, top contenders for this next pay-per-view. So it's, I, like I said, and I think that you guys both would agree that that match was just um, pretty damn good. How about you, Amp? I mean, you and you and Ichi seem to always be on the same side when it comes to these part timers. What well, I, what makes Brock so what makes Brock so much different? I've always been okay with Brock. You know, I liked him when he was originally there, um, so I was okay. Actually, you know, it's Ichi that uh, has the big deal with the part timers. I actually like the part timers. Uh, yeah exactly exactly (laughs) but like you were saying i'm in agreement um like brock delivers so if you're delivering then you know i'm saying you there's no shade that you can just throw at these guys you know he's putting on a great show and 
and he's not necessarily a part timer. I mean, as far as like the wrestling, but he's appearing on Raw with you know Paul Heyman. And he, he, appears, he has of, thirteen. Yeah, he has thirteen dates a year. And he appears at live events. <laughs> a, so, so I mean, you know, even the, even when it's not televised, he's there. So yeah, exactly. Thirteen dates, thirteen <laughs> dates a year. Yeah. And, and we rarely Once see him month. on the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Which is fine. I'm, I think we all are in agreement that Brock the performer is is still amazing. And hats off to him. I hope that Joe finally conquers the beast because I I don't know what it is. Like I mean, we're gonna go forward with it when to speaking about Strowman and Brock going forward. But I'm not sure if Braun's ready for the strap. And I mean, Roman's Roman. So I mean, I think. I think it, if not now, then when do you pull the trigger with Joe? And see, that's the thing, because it's it's going to be where, you know, Roman is about to get into this program with uh, Cena and it's kind of leaving Joe, you know, on the back burner. It's like, what do you do with Joe unless, you know, they um, have him, you know, into a program with possibly like the Miz or. You know, someone like that since they ta- since they were a tag team a couple of weeks ago on Raw. So, I mean, they can go a lot of ways, but it's like you you have to keep Joe in the picture. And if you're not going to give him the universal belt, then, you know, what's left for him? You know? I mean, I personally would be yeah. OK with uh, Braun winning it, um, especially if. Joe is the one that helps him do it just so that he can himself beat Braun. But yeah, they have to keep Joe in the running somehow. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it is what it is, but let's switch gears. WWE Raw Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Sheamus lost their championship to Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, the Shield reunion, two thirds at least. A hell of a match, in my opinion. Still curious to see what's going on for going forward, but I know you had some feelings about it, Ev. Wouldn't? What What are your takeaways from it? Eh, I'm okay with it. I mean, it's cool to see, but it, it kind of feels like a, a bunch of filler to me. Um. Because, I mean, I guess maybe because it's not even a full Shield reunion. So, I mean, it feels like they're just giving Dean and Seth busy work. Yeah, I can um, I can veggie back off of that. Um, I'm a vegetarian, guys. Okay. But, <laughs> uh, the I would have to agree. I think that um, me and Jay have, have had this discussion multiple times. Um, with his dislike for Dean Ambrose, but I would have to semi agree with um, P1J Dub when he says that Dean is better off in a tag team than in singles competition. Um, I felt like with him adding Seth to the to the picture, um, that they're more dominant. Um, Seth was going nowhere after that program with um, Bray Wyatt. Um, it's like, you know, what do you do with him unless he's going to be, um, like I said, in a program with The Miz? Because it's like that's your second option. So 
Um, I'm I'm not disagreeing with them being tag team uh, champions. I did thought it was gonna. I did think that it was gonna be um, a double cross from Dean um, onto Seth. Uh, but you know, it's it's working. Um, but I don't know how long it'll last. I don't I don't see. Um, yeah, I can't I can't necessarily see like what else is there to come from it. I feel like they they're gonna run it for a while, at least until Roman joins up at some point, because there's really no room for them in the title picture. There's no room for them in the Intercontinental title picture. So I just don't see what else there is for them to do. Well, yeah, and I was thinking to myself, like, you know, it would have been like, you know, a badass. Uh, uh, Pay per view that they had Roman when um, when the Fatal Four Way and Dean and Seth win the titles and just you know all three put their fist in at the <laughs> end to call it a day. But, I'm hoping you know, I'm hoping they save that for Mania because we, WWE we, all, we, we know you we all know we know you've been taking our ideas <laughs> book it we all know Roman's going to be at Mania in a title picture. He better be. We all know that. And we're going to talk more about that. I think the thing is, like, I mean, I, my my views of Dean Ambrose, the character, has been well-known, boring Dean, low energy. But it, good, him, good for him being with Seth. I think that this is the only way that he maintains relevancy. I, we are, I mean, I'm, let's just keep, let's keep, be straight up. He, we're expecting the heel turn, and that's perfectly fine. I think his character needs that but until then like i'm willing to invest to see how long this plays out as long as it doesn't just get too cheesy i mean what made the shield cool was that they were about business they talked shit and they handled and they dipped it was not this dramatic oh i'm going to pound your fist and overly talkative it was you they there was a mystique to them that i know that there's the ev- that the evolution of the character call for them there's never they they don't have the same level of surprise. However, they still need to still they should still be treated as the stars and threats they are each and every time they come out. And well, well, um, you know when they were in Toronto um, a few weeks ago, he had a huge pop, Dean Ambrose, and I felt like you know a lot of the fans have not necessarily given up on him. Um, but you know, it's, it's where, you know, at this moment, it's better for him to be in a tag team than as a single competitor. Oh, totally. No disagreement here. He needs to be in a tag team. I mean, it's unfortunate that Seth has to pull him up, but I mean, I guess that's what brothers are for the brothers in arms or whatever the hell they are. But I mean, no, I think it's a good, I think overall it's a good move. I wonder what ha- what happens for Seamus and Cesaro. I mean, I think Seamus is supposed to be going to film a movie. Does Cesaro finally get his his push, or does is Tyson Kidd ready? I mean, I I'm interested to see how this tag team division shapes. But again, the tag team division is still weak. When do we get the injection of quality teams or just a Raw or SmackDown exclusive tag team division, and let and let Iron sharpen Iron that way? Well, it's crazy because the tag team division at itself isn't weak. 
they have tons of teams that they don't use at all. And for yeah, the life but, of me, I just know. don't get it. Yeah. I mean, but but Imp is right. I mean, you know, you have several tag teams that you can easily, uh, you know, put into the categories. And, you know what I'm saying, just give the fans, you know, that tag team division that we all want and need. Like, I feel like Brazongo could actually be on both shows with their gimmick. I agree. I totally agree. (laughs) And honestly, they should have been tag team champions on the SmackDown brand a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You do not derail what the Usos are doing right now. No, but they should have been before the Usos. Before the Usos, they should have had them. Yes. Before the Usos show got started, they should have had those belts. Bingo. From who? Where are they going to get them from? It was who was it? New Day? No. Who was it? I mean, I don't think it was New Day. Who was? No, when the Usos first started, I mean, they could have easily they just had like a back and forth. They could have beat what was it? American Alphas. Yes. Like I don't think the yes. American Alphas needed that belt win. <laughs> no, they didn't. Okay. I mean, Espe- see, I, I, I'm okay. Especially since they played okay. Switch I, a black character. Yeah, well, right. like, yeah, and now the dude is like, now he has a white daddy. He's like, what's going on here? Nothing wrong with having a white dad, guys. But it's just like WWE, man. You're running yeah, out does, of like, he does look like Kurt Angle. Yes, he does. We're about to kill half our audience. <laughs> and, but no, and I Joe, mean, I Joe get it. is a much better partner, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Jason Ward is the characters growing. Yeah, but it's but it's also is kind of like you know, are, is is Shelton Benjamin going to like turn on? I hope turn so. on that's turn what, on him because he's so. looking at him as if he's going to just like take him out. Like they have this I great chemistry going where like Gable is the fan, the super fan. <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, well, let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and wrap finish wrapping up SummerSlam. Jinder Mahal beats Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Any thoughts on that, Ev? I'm just happy that the modern day Maharaja keeping uh, the uh, the movement going. Now, I do I do love Shinsuke, but I don't think he really needed the belt yet. I feel that uh, I feel that Jinder needs to be let. To cook some more. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, I don't want to say I wasn't a big fan of the match. I just don't like the way that they're um, going with Jinder Mahal, where you have to kind of like play into the India, India, India. Um, I sound like a Drake record. Um, you have to keep playing into this character. It's like you know, let him get into a program where he's actually showing more of his dominance. He doesn't even have... Let him win clean. I know he's a heel. I know, you know, heels aren't supposed to be winning. Yes, please. But it's like, you know, let him... Let him cook, you know? Totally agree. I mean... I mean, I'm just happy they stopped putting the, uh, the, the wrap around his face like he's a terrorist. (laughs) <laughs> I agree. It's, I mean, it's kind of like 
it's kind of like how much how much are you going to really push the limits with like the, I like get the culture aspect yeah and I get what he's doing representing but I like how can you make like and it's it's hard because he's a heel and you want him to be heelish but not to the heel degree of borderline terrorism where he can possibly get stopped in the airport yeah, like I'm a- <laughs> exactly. Well, and also it just came to the pact where it's just like, okay, really, the great Kali is going to interfere in this match. We haven't seen the great Kali in like I don't know how long. I was Didn't okay with interfering. That, no, but hold on, I'm just saying I'm not. Oh, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't like you know pissed off about it because I was happy that Jinder actually won. But it's like, come on, you know, he could have easily just used the two goons. You know, and they could have, e- you know, you didn't necessarily have to have that. Now, you know, see, let him win, you know, by himself. The best thing about the two goons is that they're easily dispatched by anybody. So you have to have the bigger threat. But not for Randy Orton. He should have beat Randy Orton one, two, three. But I know it wouldn't look great for the American to lose against the modern day Maha. Raja. I mean, I understand what you're saying that he should win clean, but you forget that Randy Orton is supposed to be the legend killer, so he shouldn't be getting defeated easy at any time if he's the legend killer. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met my hands. I, I agree. <laughs> you weren't saying I'm, I'm when he RKO'd Hulk Hogan. You loved it. Everybody loved that. <laughs> Everybody loved when he uh, when he arcaded Hulk Hogan, but it's like Randy Orton is better as a chaser than he is as the actual champion. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that he should, he shouldn't shouldn't doesn't need the belt. Shouldn't be near the belt right now. I feel like and see uh, that's why and see hold on and see that's why I fuck with you P one J Dub because you're right he does not need the belt he doesn't even need to be near the belt and it's like why are you keep putting him in these positions and he beat he beat um the modern day Maharaja clean like right before that pay, right before SummerSlam which is freaking crazy yeah like why like why like can't he have can't you just let gender have the one thing that orton doesn't have a victory over him with the while he has the belt like y'all make all these other bs stories but y'all don't let again i think that's the thing let gender cook don't hinder gender gender has been doing his thing Maharaja. after SummerSlam, getting ready for the fall just like us there have been some advances in storylines some huge advances especially on raw Free agent John Cena comes and is automatically challenging for another dream match. John Cena, Roman Reigns. The past two weeks, we've had these two polarizing figures face-to-face. And we've had some quote-unquote shoot promos. Ichi, I know you are extremely passionate about this. I'm going to hand it off to you first. You got it. What are your feelings? You know damn well how I feel about this. <laughs> I have been waiting to talk about this for a long time. Um, that promo on Monday, this past Monday, was excellent. Um, John Cena, one thing I did not like is that he was acting like a bitch. <laughs> and I'm glad that Roman really played into it. I don't like the way that John Cena always says well you know everyone is saying that everyone in the back is saying that it's like yeah because it's right you know it's it's where you know you're taking away from a lot of the talent but 
I want to see this match so bad, and I can't wait for Roman to kick his ass. Roman does need to be better on the mic, and I think that um, with John Cena, it's really bringing out more of him because it's it's personal anger and it's playing into the character and i think that it showed on monday between the two um so with john cena added into the mix um as a you know a free agent onto the raw brand i think that it was definitely a, a good move and i can't wait to see this uh this match with him and uh, Roman reigns yeah, I mean, with um, Roman and Cena, I think that you, I think it goes to, it goes two ways. Hopefully this helps solidify Roman as more of a heel-like figure. For once, I find myself actually cheering for Cena to actually defeat Roman Reigns. Like, what? I think that this program has enough legs on it that I don't want this to be a one-off, and the only way that this can actually advance, and the only way that I think that Roman can become, can actually solidify his character a bit more, or at least graduate to another level, is to have a trilogy with Cena. I think okay, I can agree with that. I can agree with that, but you have to agree that, like, Cena has literally, like, goes around and just puts down, <laughs> he does not put over a lot of people. I mean, I, can't, I, I was can't surprised. Agree. I, can't, I was, hold on, I hold on. I was, uh, I, hold on. I was gonna say like I, I was in shock when he put over AJ Styles. Honestly, um, you know, but then he just put over Nakamura. Yes, Cena put Cena put over Nakamura. Cena put over KO. Cena put over AJ. Cena put over Daniel Bryan. Cena puts over decent talent. Now, do I think that there's been some bad calls by management, i.e. Bray Wyatt not defeating Cena? Yes. Who is okay. that politics? There you go. Who knows? But on the same hand, let's not act like Cena does not put people over. I think the issue with Cena is that, first right. one, he needs to put people over cleanly. And two, <laughs> I totally agree with what you were saying, Ichi. Like, just because, like, you're making a funny voice about, oh, someone pointing out the obvious – doesn't mean that it's that it's not right. Yes, you need a heel turn. Yes, your character needs to be diversified. Yes, you're boring. Yes, you suck. But and those are things that makes him, like you said, a bitch. But I find myself rooting for him in this in this mode because I think that Roman still needs the seasoning. And in order for Roman to really be the guy, this is the moment when he needs to snatch it from Cena. Call him out about the bullshit. Okay, well, you know what? I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it even uh, a step back. Yes, you guys are right in that sense where he is putting over that talent, but it's even to the sense where you know when you're too cocky. When you, you know, of course, we're we're gonna say, well, that's Cena. That's what he does. Yada yada yada. But at the same time, it's to the like on Monday, he really pissed me off. He really pissed me off. And I was like, yo, like, why is this dude acting like this? You know, but I feel like the match between him and Roman is just it's going to it's just it's going to be pretty good because Roman has not had a bad match. And I want to say the past couple years. I wouldn't argue that I really wouldn't, and I think that'll be and you and we will talk about that on our next hot seat in a few minutes. 
I think Roman has put on good matches. So, I mean, I think that Roman has the match quality. I think now the character and promo quality needs to equal his wrestling, his in-ring ability. Roman, this is your time to snatch the torch. Don't bitch up. Yeah, I feel like yeah, anything, like- this this match does a lot for Roman. Um, it lets him, you know, grow and, uh, on the promo side. And it just gives him... Uh, just more to his uh his mystique that he has going about him. I mean, he gets and the, the and he already gets to brag about the Undertaker. So I mean, if he gets exactly to, if he wins this against Cena, you know, there's more to brag about. Exactly, and I mean, like John Cena tried to like undermine the Undertaker uh, retirement. Like, dude. Well, we all you know, know Undertaker's he, not retired, but. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> at the same time, like, Roman is that guy. But I feel like Cena and Undertaker is coming up. So I feel like if he takes a shot at Undertaker now, it kind of builds that, you know, into the storyline if they decide to pull the trigger. Into, into, into the, into the, fin- yeah, into the yeah. final retirement. No offense, but I mean, take your, yeah, but Taker needs to uh, call it quits after, after you know, after this. Yeah, I mean, but I think they need to. I mean, I think they need to. I think that you can't let the, you can't you know, let no sting. You can't let no sting and Undertaker and no Undertaker yeah, shit but not happen. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, come on now, it's like watching like a WCW match, like with Hulk Hogan versus like Macho Man, like during like the WCW days. It's, it's not gonna work. Oh, yeah. no, those matches I, enjoy, I enjoyed those matches. Hogan, it was, yeah, I was going to say, those matches were good. The Hogan I meant Warrior the older factor, the, the wheelchair. The Hogan, oh, the Hogan Warrior one with the random <laughs> flames and stuff. Yes, those were bad. Okay, well, let's use that. But let's continue going on. Because with Raw, Brock Lesnar survived the Fatal 4-Way, but was met with the monster among men. And it was made official. Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Belt. And not once, but twice, did did, did, Braun, did Braun look so dominant over Brock. And that just added another layer to what could be the feud of the year. Imp, what are your thoughts on it so far? I'm really excited for this rivalry. Um... I feel like, if anything, the Fatal 4-Way, again, let Braun add to uh, his momentum. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with this match. Um, I don't think he's going to win. I mean, it would be nice if he did. I don't think he's going to win. But I hope they don't let him, you know, get destroyed. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure um, whether or not they will actually let him win or... Um, Brock, you know, uh, ends up ends up uh, walking away with his title. Um, I'm excited about it. His program with Roman was definitely um, exciting, so I feel like this is only going to be kind of like the tip of the iceberg. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with this uh, with this matchup for the next pay per view. 
I think it's really good what Brock's doing, and he's showing a level of vulnerability that's putting over these superstars as legitimate badasses. I think he's like, done like a Gober- great job. Like Goldberg? <laughs> Not another part-timer, but the ones who are actually putting in work day in and day out. I mean, he's made Joe, he's made Joe look like a legitimate threat. He's made Braun look like a legitimate threat. We already know how they view Roman. Yet, Brock keeps on walking out. I think, again, more kudos to him. I don't know. I wonder if Heyman finally turns on Brock the eventual turn, and he sides with Braun to finally, to really put him over. Or do, we just, or do we just keep on getting dominant Brock as long as the match qualities are like this, especially with no Bones Jones fight? From Honestly, I wouldn't, be a, I wouldn't be opposed to it. As long as he can stay away from the steroids. SummerSlam, we had... A new women's champ, finally. And guess what? We have another new women's champ again. Sasha Banks went, came, won a belt. Two weeks later, she is former Raw women's champion, and Alexa Bliss has the belt once again. Ichi. I know we've talked about this, but... Air your grievances, man. What? the fuck is going on wwe is it's it should like the miseducation of lauren hill this should be called the mistreatment of (laughs) sasha banks it's ridiculous she is easily like putting putting over you know what i'm saying like all these other women talent and she's carrying the matches uh she's dominant in the matches She's the one that can actually wrestle in the matches. Um, it's like if you're not white, woman, and blonde, you don't get the title for, you know what I'm saying, like a long time. And it's it's ridiculous. Like, she's li- like literally, um, you know, uh, now of course, you know, Charlotte Flair is, is, was a great um, opponent for her. But Alexa Bliss, she made Alexa Bliss look Look amazing <laughs> with her parappa the rapper kick, kick, punch, punch. Um, kick, kick, punch type, you know, uh, style. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand like why they won't let her carry the title more than more than thirty days. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, tired of parappa bliss. She, I just don't understand why they keep letting her roll with the title. Um, I feel like they're secretly trying to make all the women's uh, division, like Ric Flair level uh, carriers of the belts. Because I think, what, Sasha's at four now? And what, Charlotte's four? Yeah, yeah, definitely like, like... And how long has this belt been out? Maybe <laughs> two years. Yeah. So, like, come on. Like, it's, by the time Mania weird. comes, they'll all be, like, 14-time champs. Yeah, the article that was on Bleacher Report was, like, <laughs> Sasha is going to be, like, the all-time winningest 30th, 30th time, like, champion by the time she retires. Yeah, it's, And it's she won't even have held it for more than a year <laughs> if you count all the days. It's ridiculous, dude. I mean, I'm also tired of uh, Goody Two Shoes, Sasha. So I mean, 
maybe we'll get something good out of this. I know we won't. When do <laughs> when do when do we get the when do we get the edge and the actual boss? Not yeah, like this I, I don't see Sasha the boss. I don't really. Yeah, but it's also I mean give her the title and let I her. I see cook. Bailey's buddy. That's who I see. <laughs> Yo, I love the way that Toronto was just booing the shit out of Bailey. It's you know I'm, but you know like you guys are saying. I mean, she even that even the match with Nia it's Jax. The, it's the it's the it's every episode's daily bash on Bailey moment. <laughs> oh well, she's she's the new Miz. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Miz, because we've been talking about we've been talking about everybody else. We've oh, talked now, about the Universal Champ. We've talked about the tag team champ. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. We've Chief. talked about the women's champs. I'm okay. But however, at SummerSlam, it was not defended. He was on the pre-show, <laughs> and he is probably one of the hottest heels you have on your brand. For whatever reason, The Miz continues to be disrespected, and we will not disrespect him here at the Shh. New Wrestling Alliance. We need business. Hold on. Shh, shh. Guys. So, Go, hold on. Going to talk wait, about wait, guys, guys, guys. Guys, guys, do you Miz, hear that? Right do you here. hear that? Do you hear that, guys? Do you hear that? Yeah, it was silent because <laughs> the arena was empty. <laughs> <laughs> the Miz was the Miz. in front of the millions. Y'all hate on the Miz, but the but he gets his respect. However, he needs to be getting mic. his respect in WWE. He what well, he has he is your Intercontinental Champion. Your Universal Champion is barely there. The Miz is there week in and week out. He's the one carrying your main events. He's the one going at it with your top stars. He's the one putting them over while putting over the Intercontinental belt. And he's and and he's finishing these things out on top. He is your workhorse. WWE, like I said before, and I'll say it again, within the next 18 months, you have a world champion or universal champion. But until then, Miz, keep making the IC belt great again. Um, Yes and no. So I will <laughs> agree that one, Miz should have been on um, the SummerSlam card, not the pre-show. Um. And I even said this. I was like, after he was on the pre-show, I said, I guarantee you he's going to have one of the most phenomenal promos ding, ding, on Raw like the next night. And what did he do? He killed it on the promos. He's he's still not that great of a wrestler, in my personal opinion. But like I said, it it really does make, make up for it as far as like the promos. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing like another intercontinental champion. Um, his, his goons, um, not so perfect Axel and, um, and boring Axel. I mean, what's the other <laughs> guy? Bo, boring Bo. <laughs> they, it's, it just, it, it's just not, it's not a good look, you know, it's not a, a, a good look for him. And I feel like it went downhill when, um, when he had that, uh, the promo, uh, when he had the promo, what's the guy's name? Levo- with the LeVar Bell. And, and I just feel like it just went downhill from there. Um, I like the Miz. I like the Miz as far as, like I said, on promos. Um, and he's getting better in the ring. And um, 
Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with the Miz because I don't know if they just like lost faith in him or what the case might be. But it's they're going to have to do something. The Miz is doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing. <laughs> Intercontinental champion. He's continuing to build that belt back up. It hasn't been this prestigious since Cody Rhodes. And Miz is being able to do this. It doesn't matter who's in the ring with him. He's care. He's going to carry the program in the promos. His in-ring work has improved. He has had two matches a year candidates in 2016, 2017. He has been knocking it were, out of the park. Were any of those one-on-one on one matches? No, because okay, everybody but, needs okay. a shot at so, the Miz. <laughs> everybody, everybody needs a shot at the Miz. And matter of fact, yes, one of those were a one-on-one on one match. Against the guy who just the one against Dolph when Dolph will put up his career the ladder match that should have closed uh, out the show. Dude, you can't you can't <laughs> imagine Dolph hasn't even been on like television for like a past month and he just reappeared to have some like fucking rant. It doesn't matter again. Match of the year. I do the enjoy his commercial though. <laughs> the cricket commercial. Yep. <laughs> Or the one with the how you're disrespecting the Miz right now. The Miz is going oh, to be Jeff, <laughs> going to beat Jeff Hardy. The Miz is going to continue being your IC champ, and the Miz is going to usher in the Broken Hardys or the Woken Hardys or whatever they're going to call it. After the Miz does what he does best, beats people up. And, and not, maintains his Intercontinental no, Championship. What he does best is not wrestling and just running his mouth on the mic, and that's okay. But He's just not that great in the ring. He's not. He's really not. And <laughs> and and that's you know, and that's the thing. Like I like I keep saying, Miz he's he's not that bad of a person because like Raw is more of a promote promo show where, you know, you need, you know, that time and energy wasted more on like promos. But it's it's to the point, but I'm agreeing with you, Jordan, that they do. They need to. They need to have a legit program for him. Um, Jeff Hardy. I don't know if he's gonna win um, this Monday on Raw, but um, it's, something has to give, you know. And he's either gonna have to just lose the title, or you know, what I'm saying they're gonna have to, you know, what I'm saying like let him, you know, be in. Uh, you know, be be in a running of winning the universal title. Unfortunately, at least we'll know he'd be good on promos. We know Miz is going to knock whatever out of the park. We get that he's knocking it out of the park. He's going to continue to knock it out of the park, and he continues to get disrespected even though he's building up the prestige of the IC belt. But we're going to switch gears and get another hot seat going. And what you gonna do? <laughs> Respect. EWI's oh annual 500 list came out from June 2016 through June 2017. We in PWI ranks the top 500 wrestlers from across the world. Any indie promotion, any major promotion, WWE, New Japan, TNA, Ring of Honor, Lucha, we're just to name a few. And we had a pretty interesting list. Some surprises, some debatable people. The list goes as follows. Number 10, The Miz. Number 9, Bobby Roode. Number 8, Samoa Joe. Number 7, Dean Ambrose. 
Number six, Shinsuke Nakamura. Number five, Kenny Omega. Four, Roman Reigns. Three, Kevin Owens. Two, AJ Styles. And one, Okada. First time ever a Japanese wrestler was ranked number one. So we're just going to go around with the hot seat. Three different, we're going to have three different things. First, first question from this, from this list. Who do you think is ranked too low? Yeah, you got the juice. I feel like either Joe or Nakamura are way too low on this list. Um, I don't understand how they could be ranked as low. Um, especially, I mean, obviously, if they have NXT people on there, then those matches in NXT count the same as any other match. And Nakamura's had amazing matches all year. And Joe has had amazing matches with Nakamura, Balor, Lesnar. So, I mean, I don't, I don't see how in any way possible he could be towards the bottom of this list. Yeah, I'll have to agree. Um, I honestly think that Miz could be a easily number nine or number eight. Um, but I see why Bobby Roode is on the list, but I think that Miz was, uh, possibly could be higher. Um, Samoa Joe as well, especially above Dean Ambrose. Shinsuke, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't, I'm not in necessary disagreement with him being a number six, but I can see what you guys said as far as that. But we got to keep in mind that this is from June 2016 to June 2017. To me, the one that stands out the most, Kenny Omega at five. He's been killing it in New Japan. If you haven't been, if you haven't seen it, the G1 Classic, they've came over to America. Kenny Omega, Team Elite, Bullet Club, it's if you if he were in WWE, he would no doubt be number one right now. He'd be probably the NXT champion, and people would be calling for him and to create an invasion angle up onto the main roster. He has that it factor. I mean, if you want to be honest, anybody behind Dean Ambrose needs to be bumped up at least one notch because Dean Ambrose shouldn't be on the list. But that goes into question number two. Who's ranked too high on the list? Imp had it last time. Ichi, you get to start us off this time. I would have to say uh, Kevin Owens. I think that Roman Reigns should be higher than Kevin Owens. I think that, like you were saying, I'm in agreement with that, that all those people should be higher than Dean Ambrose. Um, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, and The Miz. I'm going to say I totally agree. I Again, Dean Ambrose just doesn't belong on the list to me. June 2016 to June 2017 has been trash. He hasn't done anything. He's been boring Dean. Let's just go through the list. What, are we going to celebrate the fact that he was world champion for three months? Nobody remembers his matches except for the one against AJ Styles when AJ finally had the belt. AJ's ranked over him, so cool. But the WWE belt wasn't, wasn't elevated with Dean. SmackDown ratings still low. What has Dean done? Dean had his program with Baron Corbin. He sucked. Dean had the Intercontinental Belt. Wasn't even on WrestleMania's main show. Dean's biggest angle right now is getting friendship back with Seth Rollins. I and don't again, don't get me wrong. I don't. I'm not against Dean Ambrose the character, the the person. 
think he's a great person. Think he yeah, I think he's a great performer. But this character is stale. This character is not clicking. This character is just whatever. He got guess he got gets the Cal Ripken Award because he's done the most dates out of anybody on that list. But so is Enzo. Um, I don't know. I would say that um I guess that would be before June. I was gonna mention Chris Jericho. Because his program with Chris Jericho was actually pretty damn good, Dean Ambrose. And, and Jericho carried him, too. Boring Dean. Let me pass it over to Em. Your turn. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Ichi. I feel like uh, KO definitely should be lower on this list. Um, only because most of this year he was carried by Jericho. So I feel like... <laughs> If he did all of it on his own, then maybe he would be that high. But there's no way he can be that high <laughs> getting help. And then it's like, why wouldn't you put Chris Jericho on the list then? Yes. Too? <laughs> how did he not make top 10? <laughs> the irony of Chris Jericho, how he did not make the list. <laughs> you know what happens what? when you insult my best friend? And last but not least, what surprised you the most off this list? I'll start off. I really did did not think that Okada was going to be ranked number one. I had this argument not too long ago. I said that there's no better wrestler in the game right now than AJ Styles. And I would still debate that to this day. But Okada is definitely a valuable pick. And I'm glad that the rankings have not just gone with the gone with the biggest promotion, but the person who's been the top dog with the most quality matches. Yeah, I think you got it. I think I'm gonna go with uh, what I mean. I guess what everybody else is saying is I just don't see how Dean Ambrose made this list at all, or how he was put above Bobby Roode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to agree, but more, not even Bobby Roode, how is Dean Ambrose put above some more Joe? <laughs> but see how unbelievable that is? It's unbelievable. All right, now that's been wrapped up. Let's go ahead and get switch gears. We had, and we spoke a lot about Raw, but now let's talk about SmackDown because there have been some major shakeups up until this week. So now that's all done, done with. Let's go ahead and switch gears over to SmackDown and who I would like to talk with first AJ Styles bringing back the U.S. Open Challenge. Imp, what do you think about that? I'm a big fan of the Open uh, Challenge, only because it's like you already know some drama is going to happen. And plus, AJ Styles is a great champion, so I'm, I'm, I'm just... Um, you know what? I'm excited about this. Um, AJ Styles is pretty much the only wrestler who I still get excited to see um, every week on SmackDown, um, this open challenge is only just sparking my interest. I, I like that Ty Dillinger beat Baron Corbin <laughs> <laughs> to the uh, um, to the ring, and the fact that Baron Corbin just uh, like whooped his ass going down. Um, you know, I feel like they're kind of you know doing my boy Baron Corbin kind of wrong. I feel like they just pushed him too early, and I think that was. Uh, my gripe, but back to AJ. AJ's the man. You can't go wrong having AJ on the program. You can't go wrong watching an AJ Styles match. I'm going to have to disagree with you on uh, 
the boring snorping part. I feel like I feel like this helps him out. It gives him character that he badly needs. And it gives him actually something to complain about and talk about. Yeah, I said they pushed him too early, so we're in agreement. <laughs> I don't think they're done pushing him. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. If they push away. <laughs> okay, yeah, what are you saying? To push him off the edge? But okay. I mean, we, but still have, thing... we still have Royal Rumble. We, we still have multiple ways. No, for him but to get what I'm saying. Picture. What I'm saying is that when you're taking away. You know, the money in the bank from a wrestler, it only means one thing. Your time is up, buddy. So it's uh, I'm really hoping that, you know, they give him like another chance and that he should be seen, honestly, at SummerSlam. Uh, not like a, I was a clean win. Say that. Not I was a clean win. That. Yeah, not a clean win, but it it would have helped. And then, you know, Cena just skated his ass to to Monday Night Raw. And it's like I love you know, how Cena I love how Cena buried Corbin and then appeared on Raw. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, so that's what Exactly. So it's like, you know, where this, where do you go now Baron Corbin? He gets to, he has something to complain about. Say that you said say that again? I said I, I it helps Baron Snorbin in my eyes because he has something to talk about. Well, yeah, like I said, is they have pushed him too early, but I feel like now is is you know it's the time is now, you know. <laughs> Your time is up. My time is now. Now you can't see me. My time is now. Now. Well, one more thing about Baron Corbin. I mean, first off, it was just it was mediocre for him to just cash it in on a on a SmackDown show right before SummerSlam. So it's like, what, you and John Cena are going to have a title match? No. And then, you know, it's like, you're going to do it, you're going to, like I said, you're going to do it on SmackDown and against Jinder Mahal. It's like, dude, you could have just waited it out. You know, but, you know, as far as, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, um, I'm okay with it now. Um, I wasn't like, I wasn't like you know too pissed about it, but it's, I was more pissed at him for doing it. But I, like now, I'm just like, all right, maybe now he can, you know, retract and go for the belt, you know, without the money in the bank and actually become, you know, a legitimate contender for the championship. Corbin. <sighs> Well, I got a question for you. So, so who's the next contender for the U.S. belt? You know, even though you know he's doing these um, open challenges, but it's you know who should be his opponent on the next pay per view? Who's who's worthy? Honestly, I don't think he needs that, bro. I think just carry the open challenge onto onto the next pay per view. Also, I think I think that he just keeps on putting on talent and just keeps building his resume. Going on now, we have the modern day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal. Fresh off his victory against Shinsuke Nakamura, as of right now, awaiting his challenger. Shinsuke versus Randy Orton next week on SmackDown. Please. Any any expectations for us, Ichi? I I just, I don't want to see Randy Orton back in the title picture, so Shinsuke will have to win. Um, I don't know. Randy just needs, he just needs, like, you know, just another another program with someone else um shinsuke 
should get his rematch um, and actually win the title this time. Probably, I don't know if they're done um, with with their um, tour in India. Um, I think that um, Jinder Mahal possibly loses after the Indian tour. Um, but I can see Shinsuke um, carrying the belt um, a little after that. Yeah, I just don't understand uh, how we even got to this point where Orton has a chance to get back into it. I mean, how many times did he lose the gender? It's three times, right? Oh, I, yeah, three. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't, how many shots does he need? He already got his rematch. He already got another shot after that. And then, you know, he got that third one. So, I mean, he should be back in, to the back of the line. And is he in a program with Rusev? Well, I guess Rusev's on vacation right now. So, you know, shooting for Total Divas. No, they just had a tag match on Tuesday. And then he said he was going back to Bulgaria if he didn't get a title shot. And he didn't get one, so. Well, he said a lot of things. He said, (laughs) remember when he came, he was like, I'm demanding, uh, I'm I'm demanding a, t- uh, a title match as soon as I come to SmackDown. And then he, he never did, got and it. And then they didn't. So he said he was going back to Bulgaria. But he was in a program with <laughs> Randy Jordan, so it doesn't make sense. He's not going anywhere. No, he said it after that program. Eh. <laughs> Either way, Rusev needs to be champion. Dude. I think that Ru- Rusev is going to interfere and cost Orton the match against Nakamura. We get the India tour with Jinder as the champ and... I still don't think that Nakamura is ready for the belt. I think that eventually he gets the shot, but let Jinder cook right now. Like, no, Jinder's not going to be hotter than he is right now. Keep, keep running that train. <laughs> side, side thought, but man, who'd have thought like 3MB would have so many championships? <laughs> We're a three man I know, right? It's, it's actually, I'm actually, uh, so I'm actually a fan of it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of it. They are so you know? lit. It's so they, rare, they, they but need, it's so they, good. They need, they need Roman to win the Universal Belt, bump up Drew, bring out Heath Slater, let him have a Shield versus three of I have <laughs> kids that depend on me. So- but I will have to say, if we can just take it back to uh, to Rusev, I feel like the WWE is um, screwing him over. That shit that they pulled on SummerSlam was just it was it was just idiotic unless unless Rusev is like injured or whatever the case might be I understand that but it's it's stupid to just have Randy Orton just hit a RKO even though the RKO was nice um but it's it, it defeats the purpose of Rusev Rusev literally was one of the top heels from last year he had a dope ass program with Roman um, it's like you got Lana, you know, getting more title matches than Rusev, and she got like three against Naomi. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like I, I'm not understanding. Like, why are you guys hindering Rusev? I feel like that Lana needs to be back with Rusev, and she can also represent Tamina. Like, she could start her own stable if they want, if they just have to have her do this. 
but I just don't understand why they needed to separate them in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it either. And I was just thinking, I mean, Rusev, Tamina, they both kind of like, you know, people of color, but it's just like, <laughs> what? What? What is going on? What are these storylines? Who's booking this shit? I have kids that depend on me. It's, it's never just... It really is. It really, <laughs> really is. Oh my I, I, gosh! I'm, I'm sure all some all the relatives work in that uh, office. <laughs> so the women's division. I mean, Carmella still has money in the bank. F A B U L O U S. But we have Natalia as our women's champ on SmackDown. Imp, any initial feelings about this? I'm happy with it. You know, I feel like if anybody was going to beat uh, Naomi, somebody that knows how to wrestle should be the one that beats her. Um, I didn't want to see Carmella be the one that beat Naomi. So I'm actually all okay with Natty in that victory. Plus, she, I think she deserved one before, you know, <laughs> she sets out into the sunset. Yeah, is this her first title? Second. Okay, because, I mean, well, clearly the first title, I can't even remember. But, yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I just hate that she's using all of Bret Hart's uh, um, catchphrases. It's like, come on, just create your own. Um, but... Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that she's um, that she's champion, but I would rather see my boo, the F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S, Princess of Staten Island, Carmella! As champion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hater. I mean, I, I, I like Carmella, you know, but... Mm. I mean, like honestly, <laughs> though, I, honestly though, I thought that she, I thought that Carmella was going to um, cash it in as soon as, as, <laughs> as soon as um, Natalia um, won the belt. I thought I was just. Oh gonna, yeah, but she would have like, lost that shit. <laughs> Natty yeah, was, Natty was quite fresh. <laughs> yeah, but I know, but I just thought they were gonna just have like a Brooklyn screw job on like another um, like Hart family member. I feel like she's going to get screwed, but it's it's going to be... uh... It's going to be in Canada, and it's going to be glorious. (laughs) Glorious! (laughs) Speaking of the glorious one, he's on SmackDown now, but just a few days ago, he dropped the NXT belt to Drew McIntyre. Huge NXT event. I personally think it knocked it out the park. Beat SmackDown, beat Raw, beat SummerSlam. Might have been the pay-per-view of the summer. McIntyre, now your NXT champ. E.G., what are your thoughts? How does NXT go forward now that they do not have the glorious one? In general. Yo, NXT TakeOver from this um, past Saturday was nothing but dopeness. I, like, um, the Bobby, even Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre, um, uh, that, that match was just, it was incredible. Freaking Ember Moon and um, Asuka. Oh, man, that probably that probably stole the show. That stole the show. Um, uh, what's his name? Bobby Wrestling and uh, Cian. That 
the first match on NXT TakeOver was it was just that was just this overall pay-per-view was just it was just dopeness. It was by far like like P one J dub said, probably the best pay per view out of all of them for the summer. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like that pay per view got an A plus in my book. Um it was good from the start to the end. Like I put I feel like it put SummerSlam to shame. Um, you know, it being the main show. Um, I feel like NXT definitely was the show to watch that weekend. Um, even with the surprise appearance of uh, I do pay, baby! dude, that pay per view, I, I I can't stop talking about it. It was definitely better than SummerSlam, and you know, at the you know with the interference um, from from Red Dragon and the last match with. The tip of the iceberg with coming in. <laughs> it was it was it was a great it was a great pay per view and it and I think that it ended um it ended well. It reminded me of like some old school WrestleMania moments like at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think I mean for as much flack as we give Triple H, NXT product is one of a kind. So let's go ahead and switch gears. Our very own Imp, the man, the myth, the legend, has some exclusive analysis of the May Young Classic after the first round. Imp, what'd you see and how'd you like the first round? I'll have to say I went into it with some doubts because there was a lot of names I didn't know, uh, really know. I, I was really impressed. There's a lot of talented women out there, and uh, I feel like if you watch this tournament that you'll be entertained. Lita and uh, JR, you you can definitely tell that they're trying to get their uh, chemistry together because uh, sometimes it's a little awkward <laughs> their uh, speech with each other. But towards the later episodes, it's, it, they're starting to get it together and it's sounding really good. Um, if I had to pick my top four, Shayna from the Four Horse Women was a standout. Kyrie, a prospect from Japan that was amazing. Mia, uh, or you may know her as Jade from TNA. Uh, she put on a good show. And then uh, I would probably also say Nicole Savoy. She definitely put on a clinic. I'm really excited to see where this goes down the, down the line and actually who ends up being the, the winner of this tournament. Yes. So thank you for that. Ep. I mean, let's, let's we've talked to we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about a lot of things. So we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up. Episode 12 is in the books. So um, one last thing, something I'd like to see going forward and something you all would like to see going forward. I'll start off. What I like to see going forward. I talked about it before. More Miz, more time, more main eventing. Ichi, you got the juice. Um, one thing that I would like to see going forward is I saw a little article about Triple H is so happy about Ronda Rousey possibly coming to the WWE. Hey, Triple H, how about being happy about a talent that you have in the WWE called Sasha Banks <laughs> and pushing her and also Rusev. And uh, tell him why you mad, son. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh... I would definitely like to see Bray Wyatt treated like the talent he is <laughs> and not just 
wasted. And, you know, the same goes for Finn Balor. I feel like they're both being wasted right now. Yeah, and Finn Balor needs to be on SmackDown instead of Raw. Yeah, it's just, I mean, and if you're going to have him on Raw, like, why isn't he with the club? Like, why why are they all just, you know, kind of roaming around? And it's just, where, where what are the writers thinking? That's what, that's what I want. I want better writers. <laughs> I want better writers for Raw. Yeah, I can agree with that. Well, folks, that's the end of our podcast. This is episode 12 in the books. This has been your boy, Darius Ichi, signing off. And this is Imp. First of all, I would like to uh, thank WWE for finally getting rid of JBL. It was a long time coming. Good night. So once again, we are on social media. We like the social network with all of our fans and family and friends. We are New Wrestling Alliance. We mean business. You can find us on Twitter at We Are NWA. You can find us on Instagram at New Wrestling Alliance. The new is NU, New Wrestling Alliance. You can see us on Instagram. You can see us on Twitter. Ask us questions. Talk to us. We're going to be around season two. Plenty of great things happening. Looking forward to looking to launch YouTube channels, have plenty of guests, and just continue to download. We're over thousands and thousands of downloads. We finished season one with over 5,000 downloads. We're looking to double that number for the next upcoming year. Make sure you tune in. I'm your man, P1J Dub, and this has been awesome.